Ego, that's a big one. I love that I got ego. That's such a heavy topic. Thank you, Lucanio. <laughs> um, I guess ego is a heavy topic because it's uh, something we have to grapple with on a daily basis and often is the cause of some pain and turmoil. That person doesn't like my hair, they think I'm too loud, she hates my outfit, he didn't call me back, etc. But we can learn so much from our ego and our reaction to situations and people. I mean, I'm freaking out about writing this, wondering if you would find it interesting or if it will resonate with you. I'm pretty sure that's ego stuff, and all I can do is be honest, which isn't easy either. Um, to confront one's ego is a real spiritual practice, I think, which requires constant attention and nurturing, checking in with yourself. I think one of the secrets of life is to handle criticism well. It's imperative for growth, especially if you're an artist, as I know a lot of you are, or someone working in a creative field, and your job is to constantly put yourself or your work out there for people and critics alike to dissect and discuss. This is something I've personally struggled with for a long time. I don't take feedback very well, whether it's positive or negative. Of course, it's easy to say thank you when someone praises your work than it is to say thank you when they are critical. Um, the Stoic philosophers say that if a person judges your character or criticizes you, um, we should first consider whether what they're saying is true or not. If what they say is false, then, you know, this is only an indictment on them. But um, if what they are saying is true, if their critique is valid, we have an opportunity to learn and improve, which in that case, we should thank them. They brought light to something in us that we would like to change. Um, part of soothing the ego is to not be so reactionary, to forego the impulsive mind. And I know a lot of us struggle with this in particular, um, of course, of course it's easier said than done, but once we are aware of this, we can start to recalibrate and lighten the load, only carrying with us what we need. You know, as an emotional person, I am constantly a victim of my ego. Most of us know a thing or two about self-doubt, the voice at the back of your head saying you're not good enough. If we could bypass this babble, we could get on with the tasks ahead and maybe accomplish something. Navigation is a form of magic, and knowing yourself and checking in with yourself is too. Is this truly me? Am I on my path? Must I do this? There's a really nice feeling that comes from liberating yourself from an idea you think you should live up to, or a role you think you need to perform. It's okay to change, even constantly. You're multifaceted, you're ever-evolving.
So today we are talking about the ego. The ego is your sense of self-importance and your self-esteem. It greatly affects the way you perceive this world and it is one of the most fundamental pillars of human experience. Um, everything is experienced through your ego and in a lot of ways it can also be this little thing that stops you from experiencing things entirely. Um, I haven't had the best experiences with my ego or with the egos of others and it's always been those typical tropes of my ego got in the way, their ego got in the way, that was just our ego speaking, you know? And that's because I think the ego develops as a kind of defense mechanism as much as it is like your self-esteem and you know like you could just be very confident i think in some ways when it develops as a defense mechanism to protect you from trauma it develops in a manner that's quite nasty and egotistical you know and it's quite negative it's not like something people want to be surrounded by but I think that's where a lot of it comes from. The ego is also something that's like super static and likes to stand still in comfort, you know? It doesn't want to feel the discomfort of growth and change and criticism. The ego wants to stay comfortable, so it could hinder a lot of your experiences because it would not want you to do that thing that's going to make it feel uncomfortable, you know? Shooting your shot with that person is going to make you feel uncomfortable. What if they reject you? So you don't. Um, applying for that job. What if you get rejected? So you don't apply for the job. Or simple things, simple things. Like everyday things even. And it completely affects your life asking that question that you really need to know the answer to. Asking why sometimes. Um, I also think in a lot of ways the ego is that thing that makes you conform, you know? When people are constantly criticizing, why do you ask so many questions? Why do you dress so flamboyantly? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? The ego is like internalizing that criticism and they're like, it is like, going to change this about me because I don't like the attention it's getting or oh, I do like the attention it's getting and I'll just enhance it you know depending on how it affects your self-esteem and it's all within that um, I often think about my relationships and the way in which my ego or the ego of others affects it some of the people I've loved the most in this world I've lost simply because we couldn't put our egos aside in a lot of ways, you know, people are very aware of the ways that their egos affect their environment. People go on two-week ayahuasca retreats and take shrooms in large do high doses to experience some type of ego death. But I think the ego could also be quite a good thing because it does protect you. 
think it's all about the balance of it all. You know, understanding that your idea of yourself is this like solid and stable thing, but it doesn't need to be static. Like you can have a clear idea of yourself and still allow space for criticism, still allow space for discomfort and growth, and you can still be yourself. That's one of the biggest um, like obstacles with the ego. It's, it's like allowing it to shrink to a size that is comfortable enough to experience growth, but also remain within yourself as yourself. Hey Lukanya, it's Jono here, and I'm going to be talking about ego, which is an interesting topic for me, especially I think in this format it's kind of kind of funny, I'm just, I'm thinking about how I'm going to be betrayed, or how what I say here might be, I don't know, perceived by like people listening to it as well, so that's kind of like this weird like there's a bit of irony in that you know like my ego is definitely kicking in here thinking or being concerned about how i can like best portray myself and i think that's maybe what i want to talk about is is i've got this fear man so like i would have loved to have spoken about fear because i feel like that's that's a huge part of my life but ego also obviously is a huge part of my life i feel like Ego is this kind of, it's this safety net, um, this thing that we can kind of hide behind, but it also makes us kind of fragile, or, you know, like if your ego is threatened, then you suddenly just feel this huge, um, this huge vulnerability, I guess. This is so difficult, I, I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to open up <laughs> like this. It's, um, and I also don't have anything prepared or anything like that. So I'm just kind of winging this. And um, I'm not quite sure what the, how it's going to be received. All right, let me try to gather my thoughts. Um, I think I'm just freaking out about the like, I think I'm just being self-conscious. But I, I think it's important to, to keep all of that as well. I think is that plays a part in 
that, that's all ego speaking, you know, that, that trying to present ourselves perfectly, trying to make sure that like everything's, I don't know, that we're in control in a way. Um, and this almost extreme self-consciousness or it's not even extreme, but just our self-consciousness to a way. I think, well, yeah, so I had a bit of thought over the last week or so when, when you spoke to me about this and I've been, there's a general sentiment of like ego death being a, an important thing, you know, so people will do like a high dose mushroom trip or something like that and hope to maybe kind of get some balance with, with their ego and potentially just kind of rein it in a little bit because I think especially in, in the world that we live in today it's so easy for us to broadcast ourselves and for everything to be about ourselves and so there's this environment for our egos to thrive and there can be an imbalance there and so there's a lot of like I think ego's got quite a bad rap in, in the like general like the modern narrative about it but I think there needs to be quite a bit of compassion for it as well like I, I almost view ego as like the child and something to to be nurtured and yeah something like it is it's difficult for us to to separate ourselves from from the ego I think and it's you know it's kind of like it, it dominates it's this this is me but in actual fact it's just a it's a it's a part of you that you you can separate and then nurture and you know not try and reject entirely i think it serves such an important function obviously for us to to have our identity in this and i think our ego helps us like create this identity to know our space in the world and to for for that space to also be malleable for us to be able to shape that space and i think when you have this grasp of the the effect that your ego has on through the world, um, which is quite a tall, a tall ask as well. I, I, I like me saying this stuff by no means means that I think that I have any kind of grasp on, on my own ego. I think that thing is, is out of control and I'd love to try and just rein it in as much as possible. But I, I do think it's something that is a kind of a lifetime pursuit. Um, and if you can view it as this, this child to, to nurture it, to, to discipline it and kind of let it have its space and its expression and its creativity and, and all of that. But um, to also be wary, I suppose, and just like not wary to the extreme that I think the, the current um, you know, narrative or like way of thinking of it is this thing that needs to be killed. We, we kill it with a lot of mushrooms or something like that. Um, or, you know, what's that other drug? Ayahuasca or something. Because um, I've, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts where yeah, people just talk about this profound experience of ego death and, and how that's changed their lives, knowing that they're ins insignificant. And I think that's really helpful for, for a lot of us. I think that perspective for a short while is very helpful. But, and I'm, I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything, and I'm not sure exactly how this plays out. But I imagine that after experiencing something like that, it's natural for you to slowly start rebuilding your identity again, rebuilding your ego and building that relationship up with your ego, which, um, yeah, is, is important, I think. Um, 
I think a healthy relationship is is the ideal, um, not one of entirely like severing yourself from that. You know. Um, but yeah, I think having a fragile ego is is a burden, and I think that that's something that can be rehabilitated. You know, that's something that we can try and understand a little bit better. I, I don't really understand this very well at all. Like, what I'm saying here is kind of, you know, just by, like, piecing together some small things um, and and trying to be aware of the effect that, that my ego plays in my own life. 